Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 105. This episode is brought to you by the Cultured Kid Language Program. This foreign language program is nothing like you've ever seen before. This is not worksheet-based and traditional schoolish kind of program, and it's for your younger kids, even toddlers uh, uh, in really um, early elementary age. It's perfect for teaching them a foreign language because it's play-based and it's really immersive-based, and you don't even have to know how to speak the language in order to help your kids learn it. That's why I really love the Culture Kid Language Program. And I talked to the founder of that program, Shannon Kelly, back on episode 36 of the podcast. So if you want to hear more about her program, definitely check out that episode. But what I want you to head on over and download is a 10-page guide on how to teach your kids a language, even if you're not fluent. And so you can get that from The Cultured Kid if you go to 41more.com forward slash checklist. They have everything from Mandarin to German to, of course, French and Spanish. And I think they even have a few more languages on their site that your young kids can start to learn just in their everyday play and their everyday life. It's a super fun way to learn a foreign language. And I definitely want you to check out their checklist, definitely go to 41more.com forward slash checklist to check it out today. Welcome to episode 105, and you can find the show notes with everything we're going to talk about today. I'll put links in there at 41more.com forward slash 105. Today, we're chatting about three tips for creating homeschool portfolios, because here's the thing. It's kind of getting toward the end of the year. Woohoo! Do you feel the excitement yet? Are you ready to just pack up this year and look forward to next year? I know I always feel that way right about March or April, right as spring starts to come into full bloom. And I start to think, okay, let's kind of, let's kind of finish up this year. I'm kind of tired of it, right? Well, if you're in that mindset right now, you're probably thinking of portfolios. Some of you are thinking of portfolios because you live in a state or province that requires you to have that kind of paperwork. I am in Pennsylvania and I'm a homeschool evaluator in my state. And we're one of the worst states in the country, unfortunately, as far as paperwork and jumping through hoops goes for homeschooling. It's not really hard to comply. It's just more of a pain. And so one of the things our homeschool families have to do is we have to create portfolios of our year and then a certified teacher needs to evaluate that portfolio and then let the school district know, hey, everyone's doing well and they homeschooled and, you know, their kids are learning and progressing. So people in my state are kind of scrambling right now thinking of portfolios and putting them together. You might not have any legal requirement to do one. You may just want it for your own records or just kind of as a keepsake for your homeschool year. So there's no, you know, one reason why we're all doing it. Some of, I know there's a lot of people in my state who would not even bother doing it unless they had to, but it is a nice thing to keep as, you know, just a look back on your year. It's kind of like a scrapbook, right? So that's what we're talking about today because it can be an overwhelming thing 
thought, if you're, you haven't figured out why you're doing it. And also if you haven't like decided on the format and how to just simplify the whole process. Some people look at it, they hear the word portfolio and they immediately get overwhelmed as if there's one perfect way to do a portfolio. And if they somehow mess it up, you know, they're not a good homeschool mom. And that's just not the case. So I want to just give you three simple tips today for getting started and for just kind of having the right mindset around homeschool portfolios. And then I do have a portfolio pack that if if it would help you, I want you to download it. And it's for a limited time. It will be free till the end of this month. And I will definitely have a link in the show notes to that that you can check out. I'll mention more of that at the end. But first of all, let's jump into our three tips for creating homeschool homeschool portfolios. So tip number one definitely goes back to mindset because for whatever reason, homeschool moms, we tend to get in our own heads and, you know, doubt ourselves and that kind of thing. So when you're creating a homeschool portfolio, even if you're in a state like Pennsylvania, where it's a legal requirement, I don't want you to get overwhelmed because you're giving it too much, um, I don't know, value as a way to successfully mark your homeschool year. I want you to really Think of it more informally like a scrapbook. And if you think of a homeschool portfolio as simply a scrapbook of your your best memories, the the best field trips, you know, a little record of the science experiment, you know, you put pictures in there or, you know, your child's writing or they finally learned cursive and you're going to put their best handwriting sheet in there. If you think about it like a scrapbook, it's definitely going to take away the overwhelm because you can't mess up a scrapbook, right? It's It's just, what do you want to put in there? What does your child want to put in there? Definitely, if they have an opinion, let them put their favorite pieces of work in there. And so, you know, as always, I love to go to mindset because I think that's where we really get in our own way and overthink the whole process. So just informally think, okay, I'm going to make a scrapbook of our homeschool year. Now you might have a few legal papers in there, official things, I don't know, attendance chart, you know, kind of things like that. But in general, think of it as a scrapbook. Put your child's picture in there, beginning of the year, end of the year, have them fill out a fun page about their favorite parts of the year. Just make it a fun memory, you know, walk down memory lane kind of thing. It's a great way to close out your school year too, because you look back and you celebrate all the successes and you child might be surprised at how much they actually did learn if they look back and kind of do a little review. Okay, my second tip is to have a plan and work it all year. Once again, this is another huge source of overwhelm if people need to have a a portfolio made at the end of the year and they haven't planned for it and then they're left scrambling and then they're like, wow, where's all the papers we did? And, you know, things are a mess and they're scrambling and trying to find samples of work and where did that art project go? And, you know, I thought I kept the brochures from that field trip. But if you have a plan in place when you start your year and you just kind of work that plan the whole year, it's really no problem to pull together a portfolio. Now, I guess I maybe I need to mention this, but a portfolio usually isn't saving every piece of paper your child ever wrote on all year. It definitely is a great reason to declutter. Pick your favorites and toss the rest. Most of us don't need to save every workbook, every math page, you know, every art project. Just save a few favorites and make it nice and thin make the portfolio nice and skinny, right? Don't include everything and then get rid of the rest. 
And that way it'll also help you to declutter, you know, even if you want to save everything to the very end of the year, just to be sure, I would still, you know, at the end of the year, get rid of the stuff you don't need to keep. It's a great way to let it go without the guilt. And so have a plan and work it all year. You might decide to pick pieces to include in your portfolio as your year progresses. So every month, look back and say, okay, let's pick a few of our favorite things we did and you stick it in a three ring binder or an accordion file or or a file folder, right? Or you might wait to the end of the year, sit down with this humongous stack of papers and art projects and all these things and with your kids, go through, pull out your favorite pages and toss the rest, whatever your plan is, but just decide at the beginning of the year. I know if you're listening to this at the end of the year, you might not be able to really plan ahead till next year. But the other thing is, you might not even want to do a physical portfolio. You might want to make it all digital. And in that case, just take pictures as you go and have you know a decision of where is this digital portfolio going to exist and you know work it from that aspect. So could be physical, could be digital, whatever you decide, just have a plan and work it all year. And that way, making this final end of the year uh, scrapbook or portfolio is not going to be overwhelming at all. And here's my third tip, which I've already alluded to, but I would definitely involve the kids, especially if you have multiple kids. Don't leave it all on your plate, homeschool mom. I really advocate for this in so many areas of housekeeping and homeschooling. Give the kids a lot more responsibility than you think they can handle and they might surprise you. This isn't a huge responsibility. I mean, this is maybe just asking your kids, what's your favorite things you did this year? And just whatever they say is what you put in the portfolio. Now for your older kids, like my high schoolers, they keep their own general portfolios all year because they're keeping their grades current. And at the end of the year, I'm not sitting there and figuring out all my high schoolers grades times how many subjects they had and doing transcripts. I'm just like glancing at their final percent, which they've been keeping all along. And then it's really easy to do things like transcripts and put together a high school portfolio. And I do have uh, free student grade sheets in my resource library that are excellent for giving your high schooler that independence that they really need in homeschooling and kind of requiring them to keep track of their grades all year. When I grade a test or a paper or whatever the assignment is, they just automatically put that on their grade sheet. They keep the test and they always have a running percentage grade in that course. So at any point I can see, oh, right, you have an 85 right now, or, you know, you have whatever. And so definitely go to the show notes to download that student grade sheet. If you have high schoolers or even middle schoolers, And that will be a huge help for you as you wind down the year. But no matter what age your kids are at, involve the kids as much as you can. And that'll make uh, your homeschool portfolio creation a lot less daunting. It won't feel like a, this dry, boring paperwork task. It'll actually be a fun family activity that you can do toward the end of your school year. It's kind of a way to wrap it up all together. So like I said, I do have a homeschool portfolio pack for you that's over 40 pages of papers that you might want in your portfolio. You can download that for a limited time, totally free. If you go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 105, I will have the coupon code there for you to get it totally free. 
And also, um, the student grade sheet is in that portfolio, but if you miss the limited time freebie on that portfolio pack, it's in my shop, but I will also put a link to how to get the student grade sheet absolutely free in my members only resource library. So I want to reiterate that portfolio pack, even for a state like Pennsylvania is overdone. Like I put way more papers in there than I would ever include in my own portfolio or that I would ever expect my families that I'm evaluating for to include. So don't think that, oh, these 40 pages are essential in my portfolio. They're more or less for you to pick and choose what you want to include. And then portfolio is usually just, it's all, a whole bunch of your kids work, right? Whatever they did this year, include samples. That's what it is. Remember what we said, those three tips. It's a scrapbook. Keep that in mind. That's going to really help you as you're deciding what to include and also to have the right mind set and not be overwhelmed. It doesn't have to be formal. It's really just a simple scrapbook. The second tip we mentioned was have a plan and work it all year. So if you're listening to this at the end of the year and you've been a little less organized than you would like, go ahead and make sure you start next school year with a plan of how to keep your paperwork organized and what you want to save and what you're going to do to keep up with that portfolio all year long. And number three, involve the kids. It's a whole lot more fun. It's great to give them that responsibility and kind of push them toward more independence. So that is what I have for you today. I hope it's a little bit helpful here at the end of the year as you're thinking about wrapping up and how to do a great job with that homeschool paperwork. So check out the show notes to get the freebie and definitely check out the show notes as well for that link to the Cultured Kid Language Program. Get that free checklist. And if you're looking for a way to teach your kids foreign language next year, I highly recommend you check out The Culture Kid. Check it all out at 41more.com forward slash 105. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.